Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Show my talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainor. Hello, Beatos. Hello. And uh, we will begin today, as we have begun so many days, uh, with our legal correspondent, Bradley Trainor, live on the scene in a courtroom somewhere in California for the Herp trial. Hi, guys. Bradley Trainor reporting live from outside a courtroom in California. Virginia. You guys, no wonder nobody's come out to talk to me. That's why he's the, outside the wrong damn courthouse. The wrong damn courthouse. Hello? Well, but here's the thing. I've got actual stories and news and things to talk about when it comes to the Herp trial. That's what we call it on the Colleen and Bradley show. That is, of course, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. It's Johnny Depp's defamation trial against Amber Heard. I don't have to explain much because, as we'll learn later in the show today, you all know about this story because you've all been paying attention. However, I realize by paying attention, I mean looking at headlines or um, clips from Entertainment Tonight. It's a real good show. Today, I bring to you a question, and that question is simply this. What's all this business about Johnny Depp not looking at Amber Heard in the eyes at the trial? What's all this business about Johnny Depp not looking Amber Heard in the eyes at the trial? Thanks for asking the question, uh, because I know a lot of people have seen headlines like myself, and frankly, I'll just use myself as an example. I kept noticing these headlines that are like, Johnny Depp won't look at Amber Heard. What's that all about? I'm thinking to myself. And so then I went looking, and yesterday we got some developments in that case because it literally was brought forth in the trial. So um, on cross-examination, but also examination, or like... When her own attorney questioned Amber Heard, they got into this topic. But I can tell you, before we get into the weeds, that the answer to what's all this business about Johnny Depp not looking at Amber Heard during the trial, uh, wherein he's suing her for defamation for $50 million, it's like everything else in this case. It literally is just a matter of he said, she said. They both (laughs) claim to know why something's happening and strikingly not striking. Uh, they both have opposite views on the matter. So, let's begin at the very beginning. Johnny, it's a very good place to start. Exactly. Johnny Depp's not looking at Amber Heard, right? So, this comes up in the trial yesterday from Johnny's <clears throat> own attorney as she is cross-examining Amber Heard. And she has a simple question for Amber. Hey, uh, Amber, Johnny hasn't shot you a glance uh, during this trial, has he? 
Oh, interesting. And just putting it right out there in the open. She's like, she, that maybe that I paraphrase, but anyway, mm-hmm. she, Amber Heard goes, yeah, no, I don't think he's looked at me. And his attorney's like, oh, I might know why. You want to know why? Oh. You want to know why he vowed to never look at your eyes again? Yeah, I want to know. Okay, good. Yeah. So um, she then plays an audio recording wherein, and we can't play this because don't worry, I've got audio, but this audio we're not listening to because there are so many swears. It is audio wherein Amber Heard recorded an interaction between herself and Johnny Depp after, shortly after the temporary restraining order was taken out against him Mm -hmm. by Amber. And she wants to like hug him and apologize or like it's a weird interaction i'm not quite sure what her purpose in recording it was but in that interaction johnny depp says what are you doing this for i am never going to look at you again you're not going to get what you want after you took out that restraining order against me essentially i think his lawyer's bringing this up with amber because it's it is an attempt to show and we'll we'll play this all the way through that Johnny is like living up to his word. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So she plays that audio where they're arguing after she gets the temporary restraining order. And he's like, I'm never going to look at you again. So that's Johnny's uh, side of the story through the attorney. Wow. OK. And also, wow. His commitment to his role, to his role yeah. is <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Because if you have followed this trial at all, and if you've seen any footage from this trial, you will always see Johnny Depp when Amber Heard is on the stand looking down. Mm -hmm. And she has, by all accounts, and TMZ points this out, looked at him throughout the trial. And she does it after this particular exchange. Because again, just to catch everyone up, if maybe you haven't been paying close attention, she's on the witness stand this week. Yeah. Which means her attorney's asking her questions, and then Johnny's attorney through cross-examination is doing so. So... We've got hit, he said. Now let's get the she said, because Amber has her own take on why Johnny's not looking at her. Oh. She literally has her own response. And again, art imitates life, life imitates art. This is all just a part of the thing, and it's part of the questions that her attorney brings up. Her attorney's like, okay, we're going to counter what Johnny Depp's attorney just tried to do by saying, like, Johnny Depp is living up to his word, which also this just all seems farcical when you think about it. Like, why doesn't my client look at you? Well, can I just throw this in the mix? The thing that I find the hardest about all of this is that this is a conversation, again, in a trial about defamation. Yeah. Right? So now we're in this extra super space where we're talking about things that are so, it seems to me, and I'm not a lawyer, but kind of ancillary to the it's actual okay. thing am, we're talking I'm a about. R- lawyer and a reporter. Thank you. Thank God we've got somebody here who knows what they're talking You're about. You're saying that um, this seems totally unnecessary. Well, to me, yeah. and again, I no, don't know what they're trying to establish in all of this, but they've clearly got some sort of uh, an agenda with it. Anyway, okay, but yeah, but so, she has a whole thing. So Amber, obviously, through her attorney, is now trying to like score, uh, I almost said political points, but this isn't politics, although all politics is local. Whatever. Anyway, um, this is an attempt to take the thing that came up and then be like, no, it's not about that. It's about this, you loser. And I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because she doesn't say that. But she probably wanted to. She on redirect. Her, her attorney is now asking her questions again. This is Amber's attorney is asking her questions about why she thinks mm-hmm. Johnny 
doesn't look at her. And I've cut to the chase, essentially. Let's listen to Amber responding in the courtroom as to why she believes Johnny Depp hasn't looked at her once during the trial. Ms. Vasquez asked you if you knew why Mr. Depp couldn't or wouldn't look you in the eye here or in the UK. You said, yes, you know. Why? Please tell the jury why. Because he's guilty. Because he's, he knows he's lying. Otherwise, why can't he look at me? I survived. I survived that man and I'm here and I'm able to look at him. So that's Amber Heard's take on the matter. Johnny's not looking at me because he's a liar. Because he's a guilty liar. Yeah. So again, he said, she said, Johnny says, like, I ain't looking at you because uh, after you got that temporary restraining order, because again, he is saying this is all made up. She is a crazy woman, hell bent on destroying his career. Again, Johnny's take, right? Mm -hmm. So if that, you know, ergo him saying, I'm never going to look at you again. And then following up with it, perhaps is uh, perchance giving the impression in open court to the jury that Johnny is a principled man and he is standing up for himself in this attack by this lady. Meanwhile, she is saying, no, this loser can't look me in the eye because he knows he's guilty. So it really is he said versus she said. 100%. And also, as a spectator of this this presentation... I just go back to my previous thesis that I've said on repeat since the beginning of this, which is they both feel really messy to me Oh, because she, you know, her, he, he presented or she was presented with evidence of a conversation that they had where he said, I will never look at you again. And there's actual recording of that. Now he's playing the long game on that. If you believe that side, right. Mm -hmm. And then if you believe her side, she just, there's nothing to prove that he is not looking at her because he is guilty. Yeah, it's, it's just, a matter of, she said. I, you know, I guess uh, in an ingenious way, this really will sort of lend credibility to whomever you believe, because if you believe Johnny, of course, this is further evidence. Mm-hmm. If you believe her, of course, this is further evidence. I don't know if this is definitive in any way. I will say, you know, in the courtroom, the jury and those watching the courtroom, because, again, it's public. So we are getting a lot of the information. However, you got to be careful because you're not an actual juror and mm-hmm. you might have some bias that wouldn't have gotten you on that journey in the first place journey jury in the first mm-hmm. place it's a jury journey. if you listen to the exchange that she recorded you got to ask yourself like yeah this proves nobody's point what all it proves is that you two are a hot mess mm-hmm. because it's literally her like she has a alleged or not allegedly she's just gotten a temporary restraining order against someone and she's trying to hug him and apologize for things. And again, I don't pretend to understand what's in a person's mind in a complicated relationship mm-hmm. like this that ultimately allegedly involves violence. But listening to that audio is not going to make you feel particularly good about siding with one or the other. Yeah. Like, no. regardless of what you think it proves or disproves. And again, that's ultimately what's most important in this trial. So I imagine the jury is going to be. I just can't wait for the Diane Sawyer sit down mm. with this panel of jurors, which will never happen because I don't even think Diane Sawyer would do that at this point. Maybe she would. 
Diane, could you do this, please? Yeah, what's she Because I want to get inside the mind of this jury. Like, I'm more curious about what they are having to consider. Yeah. And the decisions they make. No harm, no foul. However they rule, I will, you know, hats off to them because that is not an easy job. I am just utterly fascinated how you're supposed to parse crazy coming from both directions. Mm -hmm. And yet within that, there is a legal truth you're supposed to arrive at well and also you know that's the that is the that's the part that we're not privy to with this trial i mean we will be privy to everything up until when the jury deliberates and then it's like behind closed doors we won't know exactly how they arrived at that decision and so it is sort of like we're missing the last chapter of a story that we've read the whole thing of and and then we're going to miss a full chapter and read the last page and i i want to know what's in that last chapter yeah Well, ultimately, we're going to know. So there's that. I mean, unless the tri- unless the jury's like, you know what? Uh, this is not. We're not doing this. Yeah, somebody will say something sometime. But I feel like we're we're going to get it eventually. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'll tell you what we're going to get coming up. Holly Roberts is going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 107.1. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Roberts is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. What's happening, Howls? Hi. Hi. Let's uh, actually start today's dirt alert in France. Again, yes. The Cannes Film Festival is currently underway in France. Woo-wee. Woo-wee. And Tom Cruise is making the scene. You know, he's going to be debuting Top Gun Maverick at the Cannes Film Festival. And he's being honored for just being Tom Cruise. Of course. Because he's so... How soon we forget. Yes, because he is very special. Look, Tom Cruise, I think he thinks that he is singularly on a mission to save movies. Because he's talking about the fact that Top Gun Maverick would not be debuting on streaming services on the same day that it's been released in theaters. You know, hey, guess what? We're still in a pandemic and sometimes you got to rearrange the kitchen. But Tom Cruise laughed at any kind of pressure that Top Gun Maverick would be pressured to be released on a streaming service. He said, ah, 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 ah. that's he didn't do his count ah, impression. Ah, ah. <laughs> he said that was not going to happen ever. This was yeah. never and going to happen. He's Tom Cruise, so I'm sure he's absolutely capable of wielding said power. Exactly. You what know. would it be like to have that kind of self, like that sort of inflated sense of self? Well, he thinks he, he is safe. Remember, he truly does. I mean, let's go back a couple of years. Tom Cruise going to a screening of Tenant. At, oh, the, yes. yeah. at the height of the pandemic. At the yes. height of the pandemic, Tom Cruise was like, I'm going to put on a Let's mask. Let's go. Go in my motorcycle. I'm going to give high fives to everybody mm-hmm. in, the, in the screening room. Yeah, the, he just thinks and he yet, was sent to save the world. And yet, behind the scenes, he was you know, berating uh, and verbally ab- This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Abusing people who he perceived to not be following the appropriate COVID protocol. So mm-hmm. it just tells you that there is a Tom Cruise for, you know, prime time, and then there's a Tom Cruise as he is as a human being and by all accounts the human being portion of the tom cruise experience is not one you want to spend much time around Mm -mm. but power influence and proximity to those things often allows people to behave in ways they wouldn't otherwise what do you know Mm -hmm. what do you know hey uh taylor swift is receiving an honorary doctorate today at new york university showing off her cap and gown on her tiktok and instagram accounts She's very excited about this. As well as she should be. And congratulations to her. You can see her walking out at Yankee Stadium where the commencement uh, is happening. And she's got her cap and gown. And you can now call her Dr. Swift. I love it. Corn grounds. I'm a big fan of Dr. Swift. I like her entire body of work. Yeah. Very learned. Yes. Uh, Harry Styles is complimenting his girlfriend, Olivia Wilde, in a rare public remark. Oh, oh what did he say? A rare public remark. So says page six. So uh, he was talking on the Howard Stern show, and he said of Olivia, I had a wonderful experience being directed by Olivia. Now, Harry Styles is starring in her new movie, Don't Worry, Darling. He said... Acting is kind of very uncomfortable at times, and I think you have to trust a lot. It requires a lot of trust if you want to kind of give it everything. And I think being able to trust your director is a gift. So that was very helpful. You know, what's so funny is I noticed that Howard Stern was trending on Twitter and I was clicking around and uh, all the what are the Harry Styles fans called? Harry Stylistics. Style, Styly people. Anyway, they were like all of them. Not all of them, but they were very vocal on Twitter about the fact that he was being interviewed by Howard Stern and they were livid with Howard Stern because I think if you asked him actual questions, yes, exactly. I think if you are actually a person who is a fan of somebody, you buy whatever they're putting out there, right? But Howard Stern, he doesn't just buy what's out there, he asks hard questions and direct questions and he doesn't drop something when he gets the PR answer from somebody. Right. So from what I could tell, and I haven't gotten the chance cause this was just shortly before the show. So I haven't gotten the chance to go back and listen to the interview, but um, he was pressing him on questions about things that have had that he sort of spit out some PR answers about in the, in the past. So I'm curious to hear a little bit more of that, but I will yeah. tell you the style stylies weren't having it. I I just think fans are usually. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of fans. Oh, uh, fan! Um, fans are the worst. Fandom can be problematic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people. I'm not going there. I'm, <laughs> it sounds judgmental. Okay. So, but what I wanted to say about Harry Styles was simply that. I think Harry Styles doesn't go on and talk to Howard Stern unless he's totally comfortable with who Howard Stern is. Right. As any celebrity who goes on Howard Stern, you don't go on Howard Stern and go, you really shouldn't ask me that, Howard, or I'm going to get frustrated that you asked me a tough question. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm sure he held his own, and I'm sure he was quite capable of answering 
Howard's questions yeah. without people needing to get their undies in a bunch. Yeah, it's like going to one of those uh, timeshare presentations when you have no intention of actually buying the timeshare, but you wanted the free lunch. You know, you just have to know how God, to that? navigate that. I don't. I've never done it. Oh. I'm. I don't I, need lunch that bad. I would I eat a peanut myself. butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. Mm. The original cast of The View has reunited. What? And, yes. And they've taped a special for the 25th anniversary of the ABC Daytime Talk With Show. With Barbara and all? No, Barbara's not involved. Oh, okay. so, yeah. Yeah. So you so, lied to us. Yeah. But Debbie, Debbie Matinopoulos. Yes, Debbie Matinopoulos. Lisa Uh No, original, original. So Star Jones, Debbie Matinopoulos. Oh. Meredith Vieira and Joy Behar. That's right. Congratulations. You know your feeling. That, that was boy. That was my sweet spot. And then they did Debbie Montanopoulos dirty. She wasn't the brightest bulb on the They've branch. done a lot of people they dirty really on have, that show. She was the first one that got done dirty. Yeah. So this taping happened on Monday. It's for an ABC reunion special that's in the works now. An insider confirming to Page Six. That they that they're reunited, but we don't know what the heck is going to be going on during this anniversary special. Also, who asked for this? Mm. Uh, I mean, I just you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I don't have an answer. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, no. it's a great story. I'm just wondering, like, what are we expecting is going to happen? Like, we're all going to go, oh, but then I feel like we're going to have that feeling like, well, where's Barbara? Oh, you know what I mean? Right. Well, somebody's going to have to a- answer those questions. Yeah. Mm. Right. Because we haven't heard anything out of Barbara yeah. or her people. Yeah. For a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no word yet on what this reunion is actually going to look like or when it's going to air. But rest assured, it's going to be happening sometime on ABC in the near future. Can't wait. Okay. Uh, Holly, thank you for that thank dirt you. alert. Yeah. When we return, Holly has... Uh, Done her duty at combing through the blind items so that we can solve some pop culture mysteries. And we're going to do that in a little segment we call Blind by the Item after this on My Talk 1071. We've got some pop culture mysteries to solve here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Well, hello. And Holly Roberts brings us these uh, pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. Uh, she tells them to us. We try to solve them in a little segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, Colleen and Bradley, I think that you guys are just going to knock this one out of the park. Okay. We have been studying for years. Try this celebrity gossip mystery on for size. The A-literate reality star doesn't care what the permanent A-list dress designer has to say about what she did and Mm -hmm. his criticisms. She would say he doesn't understand the world of clicks and marketing. Mm -hmm. Have you seen his dresses? He knows. Kim Kardashian and Bob to the Maggie. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Nice try, honey. Uh huh. Kim Kardashian doesn't really care what Bob Mackie has to say about her wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress to the Met Gala. Now, he's saying that Kim Kardashian would tell Bob Mackie that he doesn't understand the world of clicks and marketing. NT Lawyer is saying Bob Mackie invented marketing with his I outfits. I mean, come <laughs> on. Yeah, I mean, some of the most iconic pop culture and just cultural moments in American life over the last 50 years come courtesy of one bob mackie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like I nice mean, try share for example whoa all of share elton john yes etc carol burnett yeah all of it yep. take a seat kim kardashian uh-huh now, it's just another case of one like here's a person who thinks they invented it all and it's like hi honey 
did this 50 years ago. What's new? I mean, she's like Gwyneth Paltrow and yoga. The older I get, the more I see young people discovering things that many of us discovered. Mm -hmm. And then I have respect for the people older than me who looked at me and said, oh, honey, Mm -hmm. oh, honey, you weren't the first. We all get there. Well, let's go to this celebrity gossip mystery next. It was either be canceled or head to streaming. So the pro dancers are just fine going to streaming. And T Lawyer doesn't know why people, former hosts included, are making them look like victims. They don't even have to take a pay cut. Dancing with the stars. Yeah. So don't shed a tear. They're for the, fine. For the pro dancers at Dancing with yeah, the Stars. They got a job and it pays money. They're fine. Exactly. Because it was either be canceled or head to streaming. So Dancing with the Stars going to Disney Plus this fall. Mm-hmm. And also, they're fine. They didn't even have to take a pay cut. You know, and who knows? Maybe the writing's on the wall. But, like, that's show business, kids. And t- to your point, or the blind item's point, like, it's, it's going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. So, at least it didn't happen today. So you get a whole new season. There you go. Of paychecks to collect. Yeah. And kicking. And stretching. Yeah. And kicking. And theme nights. How exciting. And based on reality shows that we thought were dead a hundred years ago, uh, you're fine. <laughs> and I mean, in closing, you're fine. I, I don't <laughs> underestimate network television's ability to string something out as long as humanly possible beyond any reasonable critical limits. Grey's Anatomy. I'm sorry I didn't hear anything. So can we go on, Holly? Sure. Grey's Anatomy! Uh, Sorry. Is something... Did Bradley leave the show? Where is he? I don't know. Are we having... Cute. Cute. Oh, my microphone. It's cracking up. Well, it sounds like it's just you and me, Holly. Let's solve this celebrity gossip mystery, Colleen and Bradley. Can hear you, Bradley, right? Loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> this married A minus list actor has always been very religious, but not in the LDS faith. So it's interesting that he's taken on a sister wife. Oh. Oh. A religious person, but not Mormonism. Yeah. Although mainstream Mormonism doesn't do polygamy. So nice try. Um what tell us his um status again? A minus list. Okay. But so, somebody's got a sister wife going on, and they're not on the reality show. Okay. Uh, oh, you mean not on the sister wife reality show? Yeah, This exactly, person yeah. is not on a reality show. That is got correct, it. yeah. You're being euphemistic. Correct. Metaphoric. Yes, figurative. Indeed. Okay, can you push us in the direction of this actor? Because is it... Oh, 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 oh. What? Chris Pratt? Unfortunately, he's higher on the list than A minus. Okay. Is it somebody who we know to be religious? Religious? Uh, Yes, this person has starred in several, (gasps) or at least one. No. One of the biggest movies of all time, actually. Kim. Kim. Kirk Cameron, but he's not A minus list. Biggest movies of all time? Well, it was pretty big when it came out in theaters. Leonardo DiCaprio? But he's not Uh, even married to one person. That's right. Uh, uh, now, this movie came out in the mid-2000s and was a big darn deal when it came out. And this person has also gone on to star in a CBS procedural. Mm. I'm just letting you know that Antelier didn't update the blind items today. So, you know. Hey, that's fine. No. Is this guy this in is Avatar? One, 
This guy's not an avatar. So it's not that Jeremy. No, it's not Jeremy Renner. Who's who's the avatar guy? He's Sam, not Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call him a minus Alyssa. Mm-hmm. He went on to star in a procedural. Yeah. Well, this movie. Let's focus on the movie. Okay. Okay. The movie. Very big. I mean, literally, she said one of the biggest movies of all time, Colleen. I right. feel like this is so obvious. I know. It's of a religious nature. Oh, Left Behinds? Uh, oh, God. Mel Gibson? But uh, getting closer. Yeah, so who was who was it? Uh, <sighs> oh, my Rouge, gosh. Hugh Jackman. Was it in The, pa- was it the Passion? That's the of movie. Of The Christ? Yeah, who is that? Jim Caviezel. Jim, that's oh right. Oh, God, honey, we weren't ever going to get that. That's why I told you this blind items haven't been updated. Jim Caviezel? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what N.T. Lawyer okay. is saying. So he's, he's got, got a... himself a sister wife. Yeah. Okay, good Maybe for him. That. Yeah. I mean, hey, different strokes for different folks. Well, so well that sounds like what's going on there. <laughs> I, I think one is more than enough. <laughs> oh, more celebrity gossip mysteries. Now, this could be anyone, and there's not... Oh, great. So, all answers are correct. That's great. Just ding away. There's not a definitive answer to this blind item. However, I bring this to the table, Colleen and Bradley, because we could have fun speculating. Okay, good. We can speculate. Yeah. So, several years ago, NT Lawyer met a guy who was the product of a 30-minute fling between between a former game show host and the Offspring's mom in the trailer of the game show host. Since then, he has found another half dozen kids just like him. All the offspring of the game show host's trailer activities with contestants. Oh, okay. Oh. I love this. So it's not going to be like a Bob Barker because this would have to be somebody who interfaced with celebrities on their game show, I would imagine. Right? So, Dick Clark. <laughs> Wait, so explain to me, these were all celebrity offspring? They're not, so, well, they're they're all offspring of the game show host because he was having relations. No, no, I got that, but, oh. but the way Colleen described it was that the people he was doing it with were celebrities. No, they were contestants. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, For some reason, I thought that they were like celebrity contestants. No, my no, My first, okay. my brain goes to the person who couldn't keep his hands off his guests. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is um, mm-hmm. Family Feud OG. Ah, Richard Dawson. Yeah, because he was the kisser. That's yeah. what most people are saying, is that it was former Family Feud host Richard it looks Dawson. Looks like he was having his own family during the feud. Ugh. Ooh. Yeah. Listen, I mean, look, that's a documentary. A 70s, I want to watch that documentary. In early 80s, I would not put nothing past nobody. Who else? Were there any other guesses? Because you said everybody. Well, you know, I mean, you could just go down the list of game show hosts mm-hmm. uh, that perhaps uh, got a little flirtatious with their contestants. I feel like they all did a little wink yeah. and a nod back in the day. I feel like that was part of the thing. little wink, Martindale and mm-hmm. a nod. Yeah. Definitely not Wink Martindale. Uh, no. Wink Martindale, see, I, I mean... I just I, feel like he's, you know... I just, I don't, I'm not feeling that one. Uh-huh. Well, and apparently, now I'm looking through the comments section and I'm looking to verify this, is that uh, Richard Dawson actually got married to a contestant. Okay, so that was, just, that feels very real. Yeah. Unless so. it's Pat Sajak. 
Ugh. Or Chuck um, Woolery. Mm. I could see that. I'm <laughs> just making stuff well, up at this point. Yeah, here's the story about Richard Dawson and why I think that, Bradley, you were absolutely correct in guessing this in this blind item, is that his second wife was named Gretchen Johnson. She was a contestant on Family Feud in 1981. Hmm. They got married 10 years later, had a daughter together. Weird that they... That's really interesting. So they met and were in a relationship for 10 years, or they just like came back together at some point? I don't know, don't know the relationship history. Yeah, I will say if you go back, that is a show. And thanks to things like the the game show network or whatever it is. What- I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. What do we have uh, here locally? It's one of the HD TV streams. Buzzer? That's buzzer. Without uh, an E. It's just buzzer, B-U-Z-Z-R. Buzzer. And uh, if you watch those old episodes, you're like, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, they don't age well. No. Nope. Oh, darn it. We don't have time for another one. I was hoping you'd throw another one at us, but we'll have to wait till tomorrow. Uh, But when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, remember that song, Jenny? You know the phone number. Jenny, Jenny. Eight six seven five three or nine three or nine three or nine three oh nine. I think it's three <laughs> three or nine. Uh, well, I have learned some things about that number that I didn't know before, and I would like to share these factoids with you Fabulous. when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk one oh seven one. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. That's Holly Roberts. And uh, you all remember Jenny, right? She has a very famous phone number. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Yes. Okay. So that's the song by Tommy Two Tone, which incidentally is a band. I thought it was just a person. I didn't realize that. Did you know that? That's my first fun fact I guess I for you. I didn't even know who sang that song, but I know that song, obviously, because it's just like burned into my head. Right? So the, as okay. kids, we used to prank call that number. Well, Bradley, thank you for bringing that up. Because I came across... So, so over time, that, that very famous phone number, 8675309, has belonged to many, many, many people in different ways. And there used to be sort of a running kind of list of that number in every area code, right? Because it's possible to have that number in, yeah. in all the different area codes. And that list sort of has fallen away, uh, but there is a person who uh, runs a weird website called telephoneworld.org. Sounds fun, actually. I mean, truly, Bradley, I bet you'd actually love it because there's all kinds of telephony news on it. Yeah. Um, but this guy was like, listen... um, We've actually, like, these lists have kind of fallen away after a long period of time, but I'm going to do my due diligence, and I'm going to research that number, 8675309, in every area code to see kind of what it is yeah. in each area code. So here, so I just, I hadn't given it a whole lot of thought. I assumed that that wasn't, uh, that they didn't give that number out anymore. 
I just thought, you know, once that song became famous, I bet people with the number had a, an enormous headaches and they got rid of it. And then the tell, I don't know, the masters of the telephones said, we will never give that number again. Yeah, sure. I made that assumption. That's where I filled in the blanks. What's the reality? Turns out not true. Oh. So in some area codes, they don't even assign anything in the 5,000 region. So any number with the last four numbers starting with five, done. There is none. They yeah, just, which none of that. makes sense, right? Because remember in movies and TV, it used to always be like five, five, five. Right. Yeah. Right. So... Um, so they don't, so in some area codes, they're just, it's just not assigned. It wouldn't even be there anyway, is what you're saying. Right. But in some area codes, and this is what I found really fascinating. I was looking through this, the list, and he truly goes through every single area code. And there are some where businesses have parked that number. And one of the businesses that historically had parked that number was Benjamin Franklin. Um, the cleaners, the plumbing, Oh, plumbing and, and they changed it to Benny, I got your number. Oh, that's so hilarious. in any area code you were in, if you called eight six seven five three oh nine, you would get Benjamin Franklin. That's funny. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But since that sort of has fallen away, there are other businesses who have parked in their own area code eight six seven five three oh nine as their business phone number, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, no, it's genius. However, I, I... What? Apparently, they get a lot of calls <laughs> that are not related to their services. Yeah. So you have to be ready to to kind of take that on. What were you, you were going to say something? No, I was going to say the thing that I actually am amazed by is that this number still has a life of its own. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, like any, I'm like, who under the age of 40 even remembers that number? Right. But obviously it, you know, sort of permeated the. Uh, the pop culture in such a way that younger generations, it's not that young people don't know things. It's just like of all of the detritus from our youth, how did that thing get stuck in a way that people are still recollecting this one piece of one lyric of one, one hit wonder. Isn't that wild? I mean, and it truly was a one hit wonder. I don't know that Tommy two tone went on Evidenced by the fact that I didn't even know what a Tommy two tone was. Exactly. Well, here, let's do this because I think it's kind of fun to see how, what other ways this number has lived on. Holly, I'm going to have you call that first one because people have gotten kind of creative with this phone number. So we're going to call live on air. One of these numbers in a different area code, um, do not try this at home. Okay, you can. I don't care actually, um, but but you can avail yourself of this list and see what each area code is doing with it. But this one particular area code, and hold on, I'm going to find out where this is. Um, what area code? Uh, what area of the country this is? But here we go. I like that Holly's looking at the number. I'm. Well, I wanted her to look at at least at the beginning of it because well, yeah, I was nervous. Hi, this is Jenny's dad uh, because of the uh, pestilence. She's not here, but she doesn't work for the Labor Department. So thank you for calling 518-8675-309. But Jenny's not here. We're not the Labor Department. That was a prank somebody did. And um, thank you for calling. Um, if you leave a clever message, we'll listen to it. Bye-bye. 
<laughs> and oh then God. and then the and then the voicemail box is totally full. Yeah, clearly. But isn't that cute? So that's actually the um the the area code for Albany, so you can tell he's got a cute little New York accent. Um but that's one thing that if you call it, you're going to get a message. So if you call the Albany Jenny number, you're getting Jenny's dad. Yeah, exactly. Then there's another uh there's another one. We don't have to call this one. There's probably not enough time, but like you can actually call it and the message will say press two if you want to listen to jenny's messages so it's like a voicemail and then you press two and it's all the kinds of pesky phone calls you get from mortgage companies and that kind it's hilarious your warranty is expired exactly so the number does live on if you want to go to the eight layers of hell yeah do you want to know what it is in minnesota well of course okay so in minnesota if you call uh the minneapolis Area code six one two. Yep, eight six seven five three zero nine. It is Paul Bunyan Plumbing. Oh, so I'm telling you, it's it's unbelievable how people have used this number, but many places do not assign it any longer. Well, the jingle just helps, like memory wise. So right? I could see why a business would want to use that because if if it is sort of, I mean, I'm still like spitting out jingles from when I was, you know, a toddler. Right. So. You can understand why there's some staying power, I guess. Exactly. Uh, also, by the way, there is, contrary to any rumors you've ever heard, there was not a real Jenny. It was a complete and total fabrication how they came up with the number and the name and everything. Huh. So 763, number unassigned. There you go. For See? that area code. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what TV show from your youth would you like to see get the movie treatment? And if you want to cast it too, go right ahead. 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.